Hello Christchurch. Our readings for this Thursday and Friday are taken from the little book of Zephaniah, uh, a minor prophet in the Old Testament. And in this book, these three small chapters, Jesus is revealed as the restorer of the remnant, or as another commentator puts it, Jesus in Zephaniah proves that God is mighty to save his people through the sacrifice of his son. Well, we humans keep looking for a religion that will give us access to God without having to bother with people. It reminds me of when I was a teacher. In set days, we used to say to each other, school's great when there aren't any children around. But that's not the point, is it? This determination to get ourselves a religion that gives us an inside track with God, but leaves us free to deal with people however we like, is age old. It's also the sort of religion that the biblical prophets are determined to root out. They are dead set against it. It's at that point that the prophets step in and interrupt us, insisting everything you do or think or feel has to do with God. Every person you meet has to do with God. You see, we live in a vast world of interconnectedness and the connections we have have consequences, either in things or in people, and all the consequences come together in God. We can't be reminded too often or too forcefully of this reckoning. And Zephaniah's voice in the choir of prophets sustains the intensity and the urgency. Now, there is uh, controversy as to when Zephaniah uh, wrote this, whether it was in the latter part or the early part of Josiah's reign. But no matter when... uh, We hear exactly when uh, Zephaniah was alive and he certainly would have grown up under the reign of Josiah's predecessors. Josiah's grandfather, the evil king Manasseh and Manasseh's son, the young and evil Ammon. So as a young man, the prophet-to-be would have been surrounded by the trappings of idolatry, child sacrifice and unjust killings. Strong influences, uh, so it's been said on a young mind. But Zephaniah grew into a man of God, able to stand before the people and proclaim God's message of judgment and hope to a people that had gone astray. And we find that the book of Zephaniah follows a pattern of judgment on all people for their sin, followed by the restoration of God's chosen people. Zephaniah's primary target, I think, for God's message of judgment, the nation of Judah, had fallen into grievous sin under, their, under the reign of their king Manasseh. So Zephaniah's prophecy shouts out for godliness and purity in a nation that is sinful to the core. Zephaniah chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares the Lord, I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place. 
the very names of the idolatrous priests, those who bow down on the roofs to worship the starry host, those who bow down and swear by the Lord, and who also swear by Molech, those who turn back from following the Lord and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of him. Be silent before the sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He's consecrated those he has invited. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all those clad in foreign clothes. On that day, I will punish all who avoid stepping on the threshold, who fill the temple of their gods with violence and deceit. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will go up from the fish gate, wailing from the new quarter and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, you who live in the market district, all your merchants will be wiped out. All who trade with silver will be destroyed. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left on its dregs, who think... The Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. Their wealth will be plundered, their houses demolished. Though they build houses, they will not live in them. Though they plant vineyards, they will not drink the wine. The great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. The cry on the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty warriors shouts his battle cry. The mighty warrior, should I say, shouts his battle cry. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the corner towers. I will bring such distress on all people that they will grope about like those who are blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust and their entrails like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his jealousy, the whole earth will be consumed, for he will make a sudden end of all who live on the earth. Gather together, gather yourselves together, you shameful nation, before the decree takes effect and that day passes like wind-blown chaff, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's wrath comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, all who do what he commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. Today, as believers in Christ, we too can make a mockery of worship when we live in open sin. Might we allow Zephaniah to remind us just how seriously God takes our life and our relationship with him? And if we failed, we must remember the message of the last chapter of Zephaniah, Zephaniah 3, where God is always a God of restoration and hope. In the middle section, 
we see it, it's consumed by the day of the Lord, a day of wrath and judgment. Because Zephaniah is exhorting God's people to be silent before the Lord because, because of their sin. While sometimes in the Old Testament the day of the Lord is a day of salvation and blessing, here it is framed as a day of judgment, a day when God will punish the people who are complacent, as it says in verse 12. The idea of the day of the Lord is an outworking of the reality that God is holy and just. All that is wrong, all that denies the reality of God's lordship will be judged accordingly. However, God's judgment on sin is not meant to be the last word. The certainty and severity of God's judgment should be a catalyst for repentance. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, Peter describes the day of the Lord when the works that are done on earth will be exposed. But this is presented as a reason to pursue holiness relentlessly. He goes on to say, people must live by being holy and godly. That's how we should live. I wonder what it might look like if we let the certainty and severity of God's judgment be a catalyst for repentance. Now, as harsh as Zephaniah chapter 1 is, it's not devoid of hope. But the only reason these words make sense is that the people of Zephaniah's time understand the nature of the atoning sacrifice that God has established as the means for turning aside his just wrath. And so, though these words seem threatening, they're meant to turn the people back towards the God who loves them. Yet for those who remain impenitent, God's holiness and justice will be a fierce and terrifying reality on the day of the Lord. Yet those of us who trust in God's merciful way of salvation by grace through his own son Jesus, we are given the confidence that our judgment day has already taken place. On the day when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus himself endured that day of distress and anguish in our place. So friends, believers, those of us who trust in Jesus, be at peace. Because in Christ, all sinners are forgiven and secure. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus.